God bless you guys. Welcome to another episode of JR Podcast, where we glorify the name of God through our testimonies. Today, we have a very special guest who goes by Matthew Glover. Matthew, God bless you. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just wanted to thank you for taking time out of your day to be here with us. I know you mentioned you just got out of work, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me on here. Hey, man, I'm pretty excited to get a conversation going with you. You know, uh, it's always exciting to hear different testimonies. And, you know, I know this is going to be good because everything God does is good. Amen. Amen. So, amen. so yeah, um, if you can kind of introduce yourself, uh, tell us where you're from and, and what you do. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Matthew Glover. Uh, I have a podcast called mattnews.biz. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, I think it's on most platforms, but I'm in, uh, I'm in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, so I'm from Florida, born and raised in Florida. Um, and, uh, what was the other questions I forgot? Hold on a second. It's my name, where I'm from. <laughs> and that's about it. Just tell us, okay. that, you know, yeah, just simple. <laughs> yeah. yeah so no, definitely. Um, Florida, I, I have family in Florida and I hear nothing but good things. So hopefully I get to visit one day. Yeah, man. I mean, it's uh quote unquote, the freest state, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's dig right into um, what we are here for. And it's, you know, just to share our testimonies and, you know, just glorify the name of God, you know, as believers, that's one of the, one of the things that we love to do is just, exalt the name of Jesus and and just give honor to him every day. Yeah, amen. So yeah, if you can uh start just by sharing, you know, like what what um what kind of things do you do now for for the kingdom of God and then we can just get into a background on on how you gave your life to God. Uh so right now um I mean Right now, I'm I'm teaching at at a public school, okay. <laughs> and that's ministry all in itself, man. Amen. That's ministry all in itself. Um, so, but yeah, so right now I'm teaching at a public school. I teach video production. I did, um, I actually uh, did video production for a church for about five years, about two years ago, um, yeah. or actually more than that. I think it's about probably three or four years ago. I was doing uh, uh, video ministry for a church. Okay. Um, and that I got paid to do that. Uh, but I've been doing video stuff for churches for as long as, as long as I've been saved, man, I've been doing video stuff. And that's kind of my passion is okay. uh, video work. I have a degree in film. And, uh, and so that's kind of, that's, that's kind of the wheelhouse that I fall into is usually that media side uh, of the church world. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, I, um, when I spoke to you this morning um, through uh, Messenger, you sent me a link over of your podcast, and it sounds amazing. Like, like just <laughs> your it. intros and and like how you go about everything. Um, I just started doing this not so long ago. Like this, this has been consistent for me just this year. Like I've intended to do it prior years, but you know, um, I was like, man, like one day it's going to sound like, like that, you know, it sounds awesome, you know? So, um, you can definitely tell that, um, your passion is there and, um, yeah, you do it very well. And, you know, so, um, getting some background on, on what led you to, to serving Christ. Yeah. So, uh, so I was saved in 2001. So okay. it, it, it it makes it easy to calculate. It's been yeah. 22 years now. Um, 
I, I, it was when I was in high school, I was a, I graduated high school in 2004. So I was a sophomore ish. Um, and I, uh, my whole family, like we, we were never defined by faith or religion or anything. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't call ourselves Christians. We didn't call ourselves anything. Um, you listen to my podcast and I told a story about my grandma. We used to, when we were little, we would ask my grandma, grandma, what religion are we? And she would say, you know, you're, you're heathens. And, uh, and it was the truth, man. We were heathens, man. We didn't know, we didn't know anything about Jesus except for that was the, that was God's name. And that was about it. That's, that's, that's as far, you know, as we knew about Jesus and, um, and we had family members who were Christians, and uh, my family was not fond of them. And so we always had this negative kind of view about Christianity and Christians mm-hmm. and church and all this stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't like we were we weren't you know uh, antagonistic toward people that went to church. We weren't antagonistic mm-hmm. toward Christianity or religion. We were just those people that were just kind of like you know hey, you know hey they, let them do what they what they do and we'll do what we do you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, Christmas was all about Santa Claus and presents and Christmas trees yeah. and uh, you know and but the, you know and that's the funny thing too is now thinking about it is like we because we always set up a manger didn't uh, and me growing up I didn't know what that was you know it was just, uh, yeah it's baby Jesus <laughs> I don't know you know big yeah. question mark there. Um, but, uh, and then Easter was all about the Easter bunny, you know, didn't, you know, didn't know anything about the cross or, you know, Jesus' sacrifice or anything like that. And, um, that's, that's how I grew up. And then, uh, you hear stories from people and people try to witness to you. And so you gain a little bit more knowledge as, you know, uh, I would say my family was very agnostic, very okay. much like there is some pow- higher power out there that governs us. Uh, yeah. We are gonna we are gonna say that that's Jesus, but we don't really know anything about him, you know, or it or whatever this force that surrounds us. Yeah. And then um, uh, I had an older sister who was very eclectic with her faith and religion, and so she one day she would be Catholic, one day she would be a Wiccan, one day she would you know she even dabbled in Satanism for a little bit, and okay. uh, she looked into like all the Native American spiritualism and stuff like that. And so it was, you know, we had those influences as well because we wanted to be well-versed in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I knew about Greek mythology and, and, you know, I was very interested in Norse mythology and Greek mythology. And so uh, that was the only brush that we ever had with religion. And so uh, when I was in high school, um, I had this, I was in my art class and the guy that sat behind me was, uh, he had just gotten saved. So he was like on fire, you know? And so he would, he would have his Bible open and his Bible was probably like, like, well, hold on. I got one here. It's like almost the same size. He probably had like a Bible that was like this thick, you know, Mm. (laughs) Uh, probably for your listeners, probably about like as thick as like a family Bible, but it was, it was, you know, it wasn't tall. It wasn't huge. It was just thick. And he would always splay it out at the beginning of class before the bell rang. Oh. And he would always say, you know, hey, man, have you ever read this? It's so interesting. You know, and I would always look at him and say, man, I don't, you know, like how. And I would always say, how do you know some guy who's smoking mushrooms didn't, you know, write that stuff, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> and he was just like, you know, he was like, well, man, maybe you should come to church and, and you know, talk about it and find out and all this stuff like that. And I was just had no interest in it. 
but I still called him my friend. You know, we were still very friendly. And he, but he kept pushing like every day, every day, every day he would talk, he would open up his Bible. Man, this is so interesting, you know, and I, I didn't want to be rude. So I let him read some stuff to me, you know, and, um, and then, uh, one day they were having a paintball tournament and I was really big in the paintball in high school. And, uh, so they, the church was putting on a paintball tournament. And so I was like, oh man, I'd love to go to that, you know? And he said, yeah, man, come to church. We're going to take a bus to the paintball field. And we're going to go go out and play paintball and have a paintball tournament. And I was like, sweet. So uh, I remember um, dr- driving out to the church and um, and missing them. They had already left. And so I got there and I was like, man, you know, like, uh, and I got so upset. And I was, and I felt really bad about missing this opportunity to go play some paintball. Um, and so he, so, so the next day he says, well, man, you know, it's cool come out to a Wednesday service, a Wednesday youth service, and just check it out, you know, just check it out. And then we'll be more familiar with you. And then we go play paintball more, you know, like we're going to go play paintball more often. So just come out, check it out, see how you like it. And I was like, okay, you know, that, all right, I'll, I'll do that. And so uh, that Wednesday I I went and, um, you know, checked out their youth service, you know, and I was, I was 16, 17 at the time. And, um, they were just going there, the community aspect of even the youth group, you know, people were very friendly, you know, like, uh, like my friend brought me in, he, he introduced me to two or three people. And then he actually had to go and do like band practice. He was on the worship team. So he was doing band practice and he left me with a few of these people and they would just talk to me. They would ask me, you know, Hey, who, who you know, so, so what's your name? You know, uh, where do you go to school? What do you, uh, what do you, what are your ambitions? What do you want to do? You know, what brings you to the church? And they just had all these questions and it was very friendly and very communal. And um, that sense of community is what drew me in. And I was like, I really like this. I really like this uh, community. And um, so uh, stayed for the service. The service was okay. You know, <laughs> the service was okay. It was very uh, contemporary in the way it was done. Um, I really liked the pastor. He had a cool personality. He was just a cool dude. Um, don't remember anything about what he said. Don't remember what songs we sang. Don't remember anything like that. Um, I didn't even give my life to Jesus that night. I just, I really liked the community. And and so I came back Sunday and uh, stayed for a service. And it was a, uh, it was a Southern Baptist church. And so it was very traditional. Um, they didn't sing, they sang a couple of hymns, but then they also mixed it with contemporary songs and stuff. Um, and I remember the pastor coming, the pastor of the church coming up and he was just a cool guy too. He, uh, he wore a suit. Uh, suit and tie, but he wore sneakers and, uh, just a super cool guy. And, and his personality is what won me over. And, uh, and, and he also, when he talked about scriptures, um, it wasn't just some vague thing that he was making statements he was making or even anecdotes. It was, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about with scripture and, um, or, or with, and I didn't know it as scriptures then, but he just sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And so, um, that drew me in more. And even the older crowd, the older crowd was very accepting of the younger crowd. And so they just accepted me in. They shook my hand. They asked me questions about myself and were very interested in me and who I was. And that drew me in. And so I kept coming back. I came back the next Wednesday, the following Wednesday and Sunday and Wednesday and Sunday. And uh, I went to church for three months before I accepted Jesus. Amen. And, um, and I remember the service that we were in, 
uh, they had a special guest speaker, and his name was Chalk Boy. If anybody knows who Chalk Boy is, I need to find out who this man is. I have no clue who the who what their name was or anything like that. But it, but they called him Chalk Boy, and he had this big canvas on stage, and it was black, and he just took chalk and he started drawing. Um, it was like the Wizard. Of, it was Oz, you know. He was drawing Oz, and then he drew the yellow brick road, but the yellow brick road was the cross. And so it was this picture of heaven was like Oz. And the only way to get there is through the cross. And uh, he explained the gospel, uh, you know, that we're all sinners in need of a savior. And the only way to get to heaven is through through Jesus and, and to accept him as your Lord and savior and uh, believe in his sacrifice. And uh, and so uh, on that day, on it was that day. And I had heard that message over, you know, for the past three months, you know. So like I was I was starting to know who Jesus was, mm-hmm. what the manger meant, uh, what the cross meant, what Jesus' sacrifice meant. Like I knew those Amen. things. Amen. And so, uh, so at that time it just, it just clicked and it made sense. And, uh, or it made a little bit of sense. It made enough sense for me to, for me to accept it. And yeah. so I did. So they were like, you know, Hey, if you accepted this, you know, if you, they let, let us do the, the sinner's prayer, you know, and if you, if you said that prayer today, you know, stand up. And I remember standing up, and I had uh, I had people run to me and pick me up and grab me, you know, and I'm a big wow. dude. And they picked me up and grabbed me. And it was just like a, it was a huge celebration of like, man, you know, we've been working on this guy for three months. And, you know, but Amen. like, you know, Praise like, like our, our, our brother who was lost is, is now found. And, uh, yeah. And so then like, then, I mean, I, I went to every Sunday service I served, I went to Sunday school, came every Wednesday and served, you know, in youth group and then, um, became the, uh, uh, became a, uh, uh, youth intern, you know, and then, uh, joined the small, uh, you know, then when I graduated high school, I went into the, uh, young adult ministry and college and careers and, um, got hooked up with, uh, another pastor, um, who started mentoring me and teaching me scripture and teaching me doctrine and things of that nature. And then, uh, and I'm giving you quick, quick, quick points, you know, in the, in the journey. But then he went to a, he went to minister at a church in a youth group because he was a youth pastor at another church in Lakeland. Um, and, uh, all the stuff that happened prior was in plant city. That's where I grew up. I was born and raised in plant city, Florida. Um, and so he went to a church in Lakeland to do ministry. He was a youth pastor there and they were calling him back and he felt like the Lord was leading him back there. And so, and I remember just, he was my mentor at the time. And so I said, Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm your Timothy, you know? And so you're, and you're my Paul. And so where you go, I'm going to go. And so mm-hmm. when he went off to uh, this church to do youth ministry, I went with him. And so did youth ministry with him there for like a year. And then, um, I felt led because uh, I was working at the time I was working at uh advanced auto parts warehouse. Okay. You know? And so I was doing that yeah. kind of stuff. And, um, and while I was at the warehouse, and it's so funny because at the warehouse, um, if you're a Christian at the warehouse, uh, you're in good company because it's like everybody there is Christian and everybody there is a theologian. So they didn't just want to talk about Jesus. They wanted to talk about once saved, always saved. Can you lose your salvation? Speaking yeah. in tongues. And so like, so, and that's, and that was a good, 
if you want to talk about iron sharpening iron, like it happened at that warehouse talking wow. with other people. And, uh, we, you know, we, me and me and a couple other people got, you know, other brothers in Christ would get into heated debates, you know, where we would like get elevated, but we still loved each other. And we, it was yeah. just like, this is all for the sharpening. And, um, and I remember having these conversations, defending a point of view and write, and I would write papers and stuff about like, you know, I would read the Bible, write a paper, write like a five page paper on this is where I'm coming from in this scripture and everything like that, and then give it to my buddy and my buddy would read it. And he was like, man, that was detailed, you know? And then, um, but that just made me feel like I want to study this more. I want this to be something yeah. more than what it is. And, uh, so then I went to off to school at the Baptist college of Florida, uh, up wow. in North Florida, did that for three years. And I didn't know what kind of minister I wanted to be. You know, I, I, I felt led to youth ministry, but then I also did, I was also dabbling in media ministry at the time too, uh, at the church I was at because they didn't have anybody. So they didn't have anybody to run PowerPoint or anything like that. And so like I was kind of their liaison for technology. And uh, so I was like, you know, I could go to school. Um, and I saw in the program for Baptist College of Florida, they had a whole media minister thing. So you learned all the stuff to be a minister or to be a pastor. You learned how to baptize people, how to bury people, how to perform wedding ceremonies and all stuff like that. But then they also had that technology side to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, the uh, you know the first two years filling out all my prereqs. And then when I went to start doing my actual, uh, and I did all my theology training there at the Baptist College of Florida. And then when it started to go to my practicum stuff, where I was like, this, now you're learning your basis for your degree, which is media. They didn't have anybody to teach those classes. They kind of got ahead of themselves. And so I was like, well, dang, dude, this is the whole point. I'm here at this school. What am I supposed to do? Um, and so my I had a friend who was in Lakeland, and he was at Southeastern University, which is a, a – so I was at the Baptist College of Florida, which is a Southern Baptist college. And then uh, my friend is at Southeastern University, which is a Assemblies of God Pentecostal college. And so uh, he told me that they had a film program there. And though I was doing all sorts of media ministry, I, I was really focused on video and I did a lot of video stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I could totally. And, and, and while I was up in North Florida, uh, we were attending a church in Alabama because we were literally seven minutes away from the Alabama border. Okay. And so we were going to a church that was a North Point partner. Do you, are you familiar with North Point Community Church? Um, no. So North Point Community Church is like Andy Stanley, his church. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so Andy Stanley has his big, and it's a big mega church, North Point is. Um, and they have smaller churches that are affiliated with them, and they're called strategic partners. And the church I went to in Alabama was a strategic partner of North Point community church. Okay. It was called Wiregrass Church. And um and so I uh we went to that church um and uh we um you know I got connected with their media ministry and they needed a video guy and they were willing to train me up a little bit. And so they taught me how to do like Final Cut Pro, which is a video editing software and and taught taught me some of those things. Um and they gave me the time to learn new things about video. And so by the time I by the time I got to where I was like, hey, I, I'm ready to do my uh, core classes in at the Baptist College of Florida, they were like, oh, we don't have anybody to teach those classes. So then when I heard about Southeastern having a film program, I was like, you know what? Like I I really am enjoying video. 
I've been doing video for churches. I love I love doing video more and more and more. It, this is a Christian college, uh, so I still have that foundation in Christ. Yeah. And so I'm gonna so so and my wife is is from Lakeland. I'm from Plant City, which is only 15 minutes away from Lakeland. And so it's like okay. then we can also be back home. Um. And so we did that. So we all came back. You know, we came back to Florida. Um, we moved in with my parents, and I started attending uh, Southeastern University. Finished up my degree there with uh, in film studies is what it ended up being with a minor in um, uh, I had a minor in theology, and uh, so graduated and have my bachelor's degree uh, in film. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so then from there. Um, Kept, I, I was still working at Advanced Auto Parts. I was with Advanced Auto Parts for like ten years, um, mm. and they were about to give me my own store. Like I had moved my way up from, and I think that and I don't know if this is just an inherent thing with me, or if it's an inherent thing with just Christians, which is the leadership. Like I have to be in leadership. I have to be leading. Um, and so I would, I would, I was always moved up. I always moved up. And so like I was part time when I was in Alabama. Uh, and then just move my way up to where they were like, you know, hey, Matt, you're like our number one guy. We're going to recommend you for when you move back to Florida for a uh, what was called a parts pro, which is like right underneath management. And I was like, OK, so move back. And while I was at college, uh, finishing up college at Southeastern, I was a, a parts pro. And then I moved up to assistant manager after I graduated. And then they were about to start me training to be a general manager and taking over my own store. But I was like, man, this, this isn't my passion. I I, like, I like working on cars. I know how to work on cars, you know, and and like, I like the interaction I have with people, but man, just cars isn't my passion. Uh, and and so I I quit that job to go work, um, uh, at Geico, uh, insurance, which is, has nothing to do with film, but they have an internal video, video department. And that's what I was trying to get into. I was like, I want to get into that internal video department. Um, and, uh, they fired me after like <laughs> they they fired me after like four months because uh, they put me in customer service and like I wanted to spend time with people and they wanted you to get off the phone quick. Oh, you know? okay. And so I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Um, and so I uh, got fired from that job and started me and my wife started our own video company where we would film weddings. So we wow. did that for like a year. And then I got a call from this church in Tampa and they needed a video person, a video guy. And so I uh, applied for that job, got it, and uh, started working for them. Was there for five years doing video ministry uh, with them. And uh, and then um, had some theological differences and just felt like that church didn't fit anymore. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, parted ways. And I started uh, working. I worked for a, a trailer company for a little bit. Um, went and worked for a real estate company for a little bit. Um, and now I'm at, I'm working at a school teaching video production in Lakeland. And so that's kind of my journey. <laughs> that's the long, you know, the, I, that was actually the quick version of that story. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It, it's good to know all the detail because a lot of, a lot of it, um, there's a lot of things that caught my attention that, you know, built up a lot of questions in my head, which I'm going to start asking now. Go for it, man. So, Go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, first of all, it's amazing how, you know, you you started serving God for so, it's been so long and, and you've remained, you know, we can see how 
God just works with us and he just makes us feel that peace and like not wanting to leave him, you know, and um, one of the things that really caught my attention in the beginning of your testimony was how you you mentioned um, the how the kindness of people how how it kept you um, wanting to go to church, yeah. And that's one of the things that, as believers, we need to keep in mind that um, <clears throat> sometimes we have newcomers. And they might not look how we expect a, a Christian person to look. And, you know, we, we might say the wrong things or give them the wrong look. And, you know, those kinds of things um, push people away. You know, it's happened um, personally to me, uh, person uh, to family members where they um, a lot of my, my family members have they're filled up with tattoos. You know, that's our background, you know, mm-hmm. gangs and you know, all that kinds of uh, those kind of things. And um, a lot of my cousins tried to go to church, but they were um, at at one point they told them that they couldn't show their tattoos because they were in church now. And they're like, you know, what is this? You know, like I'm supposed to be who I am. You know, you're not supposed to be judging me. Yeah. That church I got saved at, the pastor who wore the tennis shoes and stuff, he had Mm -hmm. sleeves. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he he would always try to talk me into getting tattoos. And I was like, (laughs) Because no, I, I don't have any tattoos, and I'm just like, yeah. no, that's just not my thing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's one thing that, um, you know, um, us as believers, we really have to keep in mind. You know, like, we can't expect them to be, you know, as a person that's been in church for numerous years, you know, to, to have the same passion and stuff like that, because they go in there, and a lot of them are broken. You know, spiritually, they're broken, and... Any little thing will just draw them away from 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 wanting to seek God, and that really caught my attention. And I was feeling the presence of God. You know, I was feeling emotional because I could just picture how welcome you felt, and that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be welcoming. Even doesn't matter how it looks, and even now, like um, I visited uh, different churches just because I I have my home church, but um, I I just um, I like visiting churches because it's some events they have and stuff like that. And um, sometimes we'll step in the church, you know, and I I try to be as friendly as I can, you know, mm-hmm. and I yeah. try to go and shake everybody's hand and stuff. But I've run into situations where sometimes the, the kind of clothes that I wear can't, they don't hide my tattoos. Like even if I wear long sleeves and stuff like that. And I've, I felt, you know, the unwelcomeness because of how I've, I be I'm looked at from head to toe because of, you know, my my style of dressing and stuff like that. But I mean, definitely it's not something that that discourages me anymore because now you know it's been five years that I've given my life to God and and I pretty much you know know what you know how to handle those kinds of things. But you know, somebody that's in my shoes, you know, they and and they're fresh into trying to to seek God. They're just gonna not want anything to do with God. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, well, um, so when I first started, you know, when I first started going to church, um, I was 
I felt like it was like a, uh, I almost didn't see the differences between mm-hmm. churches. I didn't see the difference between AG and uh, Baptist or, or Presbyterian and all of that. Um, I started learning about those differences as time went along, but I never felt unwelcome. I never felt unwelcome to step into a church mm-hmm. or like if I saw a tent on the side of the road and I knew it was a revival, I went, okay. you know, um, and uh, and I would do that all the time. I would literally just like you know like go to my friends' churches. I went to Assemblies of God churches. I went to uh, Presbyterian churches. I, I I went to Episcopalian churches, Methodist churches, and just stepped in those places. And and you know I never felt unwelcome. And Amen. you know, um, but um, I always did try to do a little bit. <laughs> I always try to do a little bit of research because I don't want to walk into a situation where like I am being offensive by assuming yeah. that. I should be com- I, I should just be able to walk in as comfortable as I possibly can, yeah. you know. And, and I mean that does negate some people when they say, you know, Jesus has come just as you are. Mm-hmm. Sinners, yes, <laughs> yeah. sinners come as just as you are. But like now that you're in that world, you kind of have to do like Paul. Because what Paul, what, what did Paul say? He says, "Well, when I'm around Jews, I talk like a Jew, and when I'm around Greeks, I talk mm-hmm. like a Greek." And yeah. so, whatever is going to further the gospel, that's what I'm going to do. And and you know, and, and so when I went to an AG church, you know, I always asked. I said, "So, what what what's expected for me to wear?" A lot of AGs are like, "You can wear shorts and flip flops if you want to," and I was like, uh, "Cool." Uh, Presbyterian Church. What should I wear? Um, they want a, a, a suit jacket is preferred. But I was like, I don't own any suit jackets. And then a lot of times they would be like, just wear some slacks and like a nice shirt, and you'll be good. So yeah. like, yeah, I would always, I would always check in and say, what's like the best thing? Now if it's yeah. a tent, now if it's a tent revival on the side of the road, like I'm walking in there with whatever I'm wearing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I actually, yeah. I've been to a couple cowboy churches, you know, because you know Plant City is. You know, you have farmers and stuff like that, and so they have cowboy churches there, okay. and they have they they have their own Bible. Cowboys have their own Bible. It's called the Cowboy Bible, and uh, it's usually just the New Testament. But um, I've been to those cowboy churches. I went to uh, uh I went to a uh, there was an event going on right down the road from my house. I lived at at the time uh, before I got married. Uh, you know, when I was single and saved, you know, uh, I. Uh, was right down the road from my house and it was and it said sermon on the mount and i was like well that's cool but it was in a rodeo ring and so i just like pulled off on the road and went down there and uh and it was this guy um who was in this uh they call it a round pen you know where you train your horses and stuff and he took a uh like this fresh green horse that was wild and like basically got to where he could ride it by and by the end of his sermon and it was all about us us pulling back and forth from God and fighting what God wants for us, but it's for the better, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and how, if we just give in, then we can have that relationship where we trust God and God, you know, God, him, him being that role, taking that role. But as far mm-hmm. as community goes, uh, cause that was, that was all, all that for me to be, to say, um, like I, it always just makes me think of John 13 verse, uh, 35. You know, or mm-hmm. 34 through 35, where Jesus, he's telling the disciples, he says, I, a new command I give you to love one another and yeah. a, a, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And yeah. by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Yeah. And so Amen. it's like that. So that was the feeling that I got from that community. And that's the biggest thing for churches is if you can have that community in a church or in a Bible study or whatever, then that's how people are going to know that you're like, wow, this guy 
is a disciple of Jesus because he loves people. He loves not only people, but he also loves his own brethren. Amen. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely important to, to just, um, just be welcoming and, and just understand, you know, how, how the different backgrounds of people and, and, you know, just, um, just making them feel welcome and, and slowly introduce them to, to Jesus and stuff. And, you know, things, things will definitely work out because I, I also, um, caught to where you mentioned that you had Christian family and, mm-hmm. um, you, you obviously grew up and, and, um, you know, something, something maybe didn't, didn't go right where they introduced you guys to, to God the correct way, you know, and, and, you know, just, uh, assuming maybe it wasn't too welcoming, you know, cause I, I have, I have, um, family like that too, you know, where, where they, um, whatever you got to do things a certain way, or even like me, they'll say, Oh, you're, you're dressing this way, you know, you're going to go to hell and stuff like that, you know? And yeah, and- I, I think, I think the big problem with that is just the overcomplication of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that I think. And I think it's an epidemic, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's something that's happened. It's, it's been happening for a long, long time, but yeah. it's this overcomplication of the gospel, even, even with uh, doctrines such as, you know, and I don't know how you feel about it, but mm-hmm. doctrines like speaking in tongues, casting out mm-hmm. demons and stuff like that, it, it, that stuff, that stuff, uh, it, it convolutes the simple gospel that brings people mm-hmm. in to the fold, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that we get so caught up in, you know, well, how do we, uh, how, how do I speak in tongues? Uh, how, you know, how do I engage in spiritual warfare? Mm-hmm. And the question should be, you know, well, do you even know who Jesus is? Yeah. You know, do you even yep. know that? Uh, and, and, and I mean, Paul says, Paul says in Romans, you know, uh, that if you uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved mm-hmm. period. Yeah. And that's it. And, 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 and I think that those two concepts, those two concepts in themselves, I'm going to go, go on a little sermony here, you mm-hmm. know, but those two concepts alone have so much depth because if we think about what does it mean to, uh, to, to confess that Jesus is Lord, what is that? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, what is a Lord? Lord is like, Lord is, he's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He is the ruler of everything. He is, uh, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has come. That's what Jesus, yeah. that was the first message that Jesus ever spoke was the kingdom of God is at hand. And, and Jesus is the King of that kingdom and he's ushering that kingdom in. So for you to confess that Jesus is Lord, that is you to say that Jesus is the King and I am a citizen of his kingdom. And so Amen. instead of convoluting it with, you know, well, what, well, uh, you need to stop doing bad stuff. Well, what's bad stuff? Well, yeah. bad stuff is if you're saying that you're, if you're saying that you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and you're a citizen and you are, and your king is Jesus Christ, if you mm-hmm. do anything contrary to what Jesus would want you to do or what a citizen of that kingdom should be doing, then you're doing wrong and you're doing bad. It's just that yeah. simple. And that's what yeah. confessing Jesus as, as Lord is. And yeah. then believing in your heart that he was raised from the dead. Well, what is that? What What is that? That is believing that Jesus has power over death and that he defeated death by resurrecting and that Amen. he will extend that resurrection to us on that day. 
Yeah, I I totally agree. You know, I I um since I was little, I I I was raised in church. I was raised Pentecostal, and um, those are the the views that that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, but to um to a certain extent, to a certain extent, because I I do believe in the in in you know when newcomers come to the to the uh, walks of Christ. You know, you you do gotta have a, a, some sympathy. You know, you do gotta understand that that they're babies, and they gotta learn all these things. You can't. I totally agree with what you said. You know, like this, the first day they give their life to God, you know that you want to go like so deep into the Bible where they're like, oh, you know, this is too much right now for me. You yeah. know, I do believe that there's baby steps. You know, and you know, just like a baby, he he drink. You know, they, they're born, they're drinking milk, and then they graduate into um, like the applesauce style food and then, you know, into to steaks and potatoes, you know. So it's it's like that. You got to graduate into all these things. But, you know, it takes time. You know, it takes time for 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 people to to know these things. And, yeah, that's that's um, we got to have sympathy. As believers, yeah. we got to have sympathy for for people, and that's that's one of the things that I believe that that a lot of Christians lack right now, you know. And and it's just you know we we just got to get that out there. Yeah, uh, me I I was just talking to a buddy today about um the church we were we were attending together. Um, he started a he started a Bible study for apologetics, mm-hmm. and uh, and he had people that have been going to a church, uh, baptized at that church, serving at that church, and had been there for five years. Um, and they went to his apologetics class, you know, a, a study Bible study group. And the first question they asked was, well, we don't even really know what salvation is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's people in the church today that have absolutely no idea what the Bible says. They have absolutely no idea. You could ask them, you know, uh, uh, is, is this book of the Bible is Jude is Jude in the new Testament or is it in the old Testament? And they have no clue. They have no clue. They have no idea. And it's you, the, the obscure that never hardly ever gets talked about is the stuff that people have no clue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, Sometimes, sometimes we gotta we we um we fail to mention that um, when you're serving Christ, it's a relationship with God. It's definitely not to be taken as religion. And I feel like that's what um, a lot of the old timers taught is a lot of you need to do this, you need to do that, but don't give that explanation. How how you mentioned that you know these these um, individuals knew a lot, but basically. You know, a lot of the Bible and and stuff like that. They they didn't they didn't know what salvation was and stuff. So yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I personally don't have a problem with the phrase religion. Like, I don't yeah. have a problem with that because mm-hmm. that's what that's what we are. We oh, we yeah. are a religion. We are a faith. Yeah. You know, based uh, mm-hmm. belief system. You know, that's what, yeah. what a religion. That's what a religion is. I actually think that uh, sometimes because I think that that movement. You know, because that really kind of what it was, what it was, was there was a movement away from, well, we don't want to be considered religion. We want to we're we're having a relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. Uh, and we get away from because I remember um, I was doing media ministry at that church. You know, I was a Mm -hmm. video producer and there was a Christmas where they said, hey, 
you know, me and the other video producer, they were like, we're going to leave it in your hands. You can come up with the concept and everything. And uh, so I was like, whoa, you know, there's a lot of power. I, you know, I have. And, um, and I had just had a friend who uh, was baptized in the Orthodox church. And so if you talk to Protestant people, especially evangelicals, you know, they're like, oh no, that's like Catholicism, Orthodox, bad. And, 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 I I didn't see that because just as just as easily as I walked into a Presbyterian or excuse me or a Pentecostal church, I can I feel like I can just as easily walk into a Catholic service or an Orthodox service because I don't view them as 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 enemies, you know. Yeah. And so uh, my buddy, you know, I have a friend and he has his own podcast and everything like that. And he invited me. He says, "Hey, I'm going to be uh, uh, I'm doing Chrismatia, which is them christening me." into the Orthodox church. And I'd love for you to be there. And I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. Um, and so I went and it was one of the most beautiful services I'd ever been to. And it had so much meaning within the liturgy. Um, uh, you know what liturgy, do you know what liturgy stands means? Have you ever heard that no, word? No, 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 no problem. No problem. Uh, liturgy is, uh, it's those, uh, it's the ceremony. So they okay. have a lot of ceremony. And so like in a Catholic church, you know, when they go and they uh, read the Bible and then they sing and then they do the smoke and all that stuff like that, uh, that's part of the liturgy. And so okay. part of the liturgy of them uh, christening him is they would take oil and the, and the uh, priest would, he says, you know, this oil is rep- represents the Holy Spirit, you know, and he would, and he rubbed it on his ears and he said, may all the words you hear come from the Holy Spirit. You know, and he rubbed it on his hands. May everything you do with your hands be from the Holy Spirit. And he rubbed it on his feet and he says, may every step you take be for the kingdom of God and powered by the Holy Spirit. And then, mm-hmm. and then rubbed it on his head. May every thought you have be from the Holy Spirit. And then rubbed it on his mouth. May every word you speak be from the Holy Spirit. And this is an mm-hmm. Orthodox church. And it's like, well, well, I'm supposed to feel negatively about these guys. Why? Because they love Jesus just as much as we do. You know, and uh, that that being, I, I say that is because I just I just witnessed this ceremony that happened. It was beautiful, and so um, one of the things that I wanted to do about Christmas was because when we talk about Christmas, every mega church, which is the church I was working at, that's exactly what it was. It was a mega church. They want to have okay. How can we be the biggest? How can we be the best? How can we have like these these flashy services that are gonna you know bring people in? We want to bring people more people in. And my idea, which, I mean, they gave me the power. They said, Matt, you know, Matt and, uh, you know, the guy I was working with at the time, Jared, you guys are in charge. And so I pitched this idea, like, what if we went back to liturgy, man? What if we did an Advent service? So the Catholics have the Advent service where they would, they had a wreath that had, um, I think it's five candles and each candle represented a different, um, a different, uh, so whenever you read in Corinthians, it talks about the spirit. And uh, we, we just talked about it a little bit. We we're talking about milk and meat. And, yeah. um, and uh, uh, Paul talks about how um, all the gifts will pass away, but these three things will stay, well, faith, hope, and love. And that was three of the candles, the faith, hope, and love. And then there was light. And I think there was another one. There was five candles. Um, but so each each Sunday service leading up to Christmas, we would uh, we we would have um, we would show a video that represented what that day's theme was, and then we would have a, a pastor because we have multiple pastors do different ministries at our church. We would have a pastor come up and read the scripture 
uh, for that service. And then after he read the scripture, he would light the candle, you know, and then we would have a time of reflection of what that candle meant. And then after that time of reflection, a uh, worship pastor would come in and he would do a song and all the songs were based about on that, that aspect of what that candle meant. And I remember um, we did that and uh, we had a few complaints about, you know, what are we, a ca- are we Catholics now? You know, and even our pastor was kind of upset about it. Um, our lead pastor was upset about it. And it was kind of like, why, why do we shy away from the, from the religion that we are, you know, to, to what I, sometimes I feel like is this watered down version of, of, uh, 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 you know, cessationalism you know it's like where everything is if it doesn't make you cry because you're emotional then it's not really a move of god but but i i was in this place where i felt like god had led me where it was like if i if you can be more reflective on what god is doing in your life and if you can internalize that reflection then you will understand what i'm doing in your life and so that time of liturgy for me, because one thing I always did, even when I got saved, is whenever we would have communion, you know, uh, and, and you're holding that cracker, you're holding that wafer, whatever you take communion with, that piece of bread, and that that ver- there's a there's a part of scripture it's in Corinthians, and um, and it says, you know, if you're not worthy, don't take of this. Yeah. And so I always would stare at it, and 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 I would stare at it, that piece of bread, and I would say, God, I pray that I am worthy to take this. And it was always that reflection that made me feel close to God. And so that's what I wanted to bring with that liturgy that I I was, you know, we we built the whole service around is this liturgy, this time of reflecting on what God's word says and what God is doing in our life. And it it was not welcome. It was not met with welcome, you know. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I can... I can see and and you know why why some individuals didn't like it but you know you know where your heart was with it and um you know it it is what it is basically yeah you and, know? And, and, and and um and I know I'm kind of bogarting this whole thing <laughs> but Sorry. uh but but like you you had you had mentioned that you know it, it about how long I have been a Christian and that's not to say I'd never been burned because before I went to that church in Alabama, there was we, me and my wife hadn't gone to church in months because we were burnt from the very last church we were at. Mm. And so we were like, we're done with churches, you know, mm. and, but we were invited. And so we were like, you know, we still love Jesus. We're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So yeah. we're, we're going to try out, we're going to go to this church. It's, it's, it's the people in the church that burnt us. It's not Jesus that burnt us. Yeah. And so we would go to that church, you know, and um, we've been burnt. The, the, the church I worked at for five years doing media ministry at burnt me. And I do not hate churches. I don't hate Jesus for that yeah. because that wasn't Jesus doing that. Yeah. And um, that's been the, the secret of my longevity at being in churches is being reflective. Of being reflective of scripture, being reflective of what God is doing in my life and seeing the miraculous change that God is maturing me in and being committed to that, you know, because that's one thing I'm also stubborn too. And so it's like, I've I've gone 20 years now believing in Jesus. I'm not going to stop now because somebody calls him sky daddy, you know, (laughs) like I'm going to keep believing in Jesus. Uh, I'm not just going to give him up because somebody 
um, makes me focus on something else. That's not, yeah. that's not, that's not what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what, um, that's where the whole relationship with God, you know, building that relationship with God comes in play because, you know, there, there's been a lot of things that I've seen and, you know, a lot of things that I've been through, you know, in my five years of walking with God, but, you know, that relationship with God is just a whole different thing. You know, you read the word, you fall in love with God and you go through things and you see how he takes you out of those situations when you feel it's impossible and, and you just fall in love with God more. So, you know, you're getting, you're getting that armor that, that God speaks uh, speaks about in, in the book of Ephesians, you know, and you're getting more and more of that armor and you're able to sustain more attacks from the enemy because it's we, we got to be real here. Those are just attacks of the enemy to try to get us away from serving God, you know, and, you know, we become strong when, when, when we continue to seek God every day. And, you know, that's one of the things that every guest that I've had, they always mention that they've been they've been consistent serving God because of their consistency seeking God. Mm-hmm. And that's something very important as well that we need to do as Christians. And, you know, just realize and understand that there is going to be negativity, you know, just because you become a Christian, just because you go to a church does not mean that, that everything's going to be perfect. Even you'll see even worse things than what, than what you've had out here, like out in the world, actually, because there's, the greed doesn't leave the the judging doesn't leave and and it's it's there you know and you just got to you just got to keep that one focus which is god and know that god is the perfect one and god is the one that can save you not man so yeah yeah it's been it's been um it's been a very good conversation with you yeah, and man. i i've really enjoyed it um yeah so um, now for, for my next question is like, um, what has been your biggest challenges, you know, serving God? Uh, people, <laughs> yeah. just, just what we talked about people, man. Mm. Um, I, I have grown, you know, and, and one thing is, is, is don't be afraid. I think a lot of people are afraid to question their pastors, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's okay to do that. But the very first pastor I had, he always would say, read it yourself because I might yeah. be wrong. He, mm-hmm. he would say that. And so the, I, I took that to heart and I would always read the scripture for myself. And I would always, you know, find other sources and see what's being, what's being said from other biblical scholars and things like that. And I think that, um, I think that questioning. So let, let me just say it this way. Let me say it this way is, um, don't place your faith in sermons because those because those pastors are still people and they yeah. are giving you their interpretation of what the mm-hmm. scripture says if you want to know what the scripture says you need to read it if you're not yeah. reading the scriptures you are you are allowing someone else to dictate your faith with with Jesus mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that that's the biggest thing that I say. Like, I mean, like I have commentaries, and I have, um, I even have like this is my favorite thing right here. It's this. It's an interlinear Bible, and so yeah. So the interlinear Bible, um, it. So the Old Testament, the Old Testament. I don't know if it's focusing on it or not. No, yeah, but anyways. Um, it, the old Testament's in Hebrew 
and then okay. it ha- and then it has underneath the Hebrew it has the direct. Oh, I think I messed up my microphone. There it goes. Uh, so underneath the Hebrew word, it has the direct uh, English translation, and then in the center column, it has the you know it written all in English. And so okay. the Old Testament's in Hebrew, and then the New Testament's written all in Greek, and it has the the Strong's reference, so you can go and get a Strong's concordance and see what the definition is. Um, but the the, and this is what I tell, because I, I used to teach a Bible class too. <laughs> okay. um, and so one thing that I always, always tell my students is, is that what our purpose is to understand what the, or the original authors were trying to say. And so, yes, when you have a Bible, that Bible is God's word. But don't look at it as this is th- that God took the hands of the authors and he wrote it down for them. Those each book of the Bible was written by a person. You know, that person was guided by the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. So your so our goal when reading the scripture is number one is to un, try to understand what the original author meant when they said this. And if we understand that this book is an ancient Near Eastern book, this book was written in ancient Israel. It was not written in America. It wasn't written anywhere else. It wasn't written in England in in the 1600s. It was written (laughs) pre-zero, you know? Uh, And and so a lot of the context of the book is that ancient Near Eastern mindset. It was written by a bunch of shepherds who who sat there uh, in the mountains and just herded sheep around. That's where it originated from. And so when we're looking at the Bible, we want to... We want to look at the original context to see what it means so that we can understand what Jesus thought of the Old Testament scriptures and scriptures that happened in that day. And then when we can understand what Jesus meant then, because we believe Jesus is God, if we understand what Jesus understood, then we can, then we can know that we are walking in the word correctly. Amen. Yeah, that was, that was, that's true. That's very yeah. true. And I'm actually going to have to get myself one of those Bibles too. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Uh, so whenever I teach the Bible, cause I always try to teach the Bible simply. And yeah. uh, the first thing I always do is I, um, cause usually when they teach you like the, the Bible, the order of the Bible, they teach you the, uh, there's like a um, the Christian tradition way, which is like you have you have history, you have the uh, the old the minor prophets, you have the major prophets, and then you have poetry. You have you know, and they teach you that way. But that's not the way that the that's not the the Hebrew way that the Old Testament was broken down. The Old Testament was broken down and from the to the Torah, the prophets, um, and the uh, the writings, which is the the Torah, the Ketuvim, and the Nevaim, and so okay. you, well, I'm sorry, I did that in the wrong order. The to- the Torah, the Nevaim, which is the prophets, and the Ketuvim, which is your the writings, and the prophets, um, the Book of Samuel and the Book of Kings was considered prophets. Okay. So 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 when Jesus says statements like, you know, you've read in the in the Law and the Prophets, that's what he's talking about. You've read the law and the prophets. You've read the Torah and the and the uh, Nevi'im. You should know what these things are. And those those the those things talked about me. 
those things revealed me the real real uh revealed me to everybody you know like if you're yeah. reading it, it, it you should know who i am and so that's and and that's one thing that i think that we we disconnect from that cultural context because when we don't think about when G, whenever jesus says you've read in the law and the prophets we don't think jesus is talking about the bible you know we we think that jesus is talking about the five books of moses the the pentateuch and we think that he's talking about isaiah and uh those guys you know (laughs) yeah no that's definitely something i'm gonna have to look into myself because i I did take a few classes of of theology Mm -hmm. and then you're you're right you know they they do start with the history of of you know of the bible and all that stuff and they they go on from there but i didn't get too far into it yeah so um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to um, look look more into it now, you know, just to, I mean, it's good to know those things, you know, it's good to to know the, the real interpretation of, of the Word of God and, you know, just, just become knowledgeable because you, you really, really do have to be careful, especially with the kind of um, Bibles that they're putting out there. They take a lot of things out and put in a lot of their their own interpretations and, you know, God doesn't like that. God likes the word to be the word and he says don't take from it and don't it don't add to it yeah you also and, have to you also have to understand uh um uh manuscripts as well because mm-hmm. that's a big thing uh, you just reminded me of a whole argument i was having with a person <laughs> because uh a lot of people like to diss, diss the uh niv well the niv is you know it's the nearly inspired version you know because they take out i think it takes out portions of matthew and portions of john but if you read the the footnotes it's it's as easy as reading the footnotes if you read the Mm -hmm. footnotes it says uh this uh this verse was added to this particular manuscript but was not found in this particular manuscript Mm -hmm. and so the scholars who put together the new the new international version decided that the old, the older manuscripts did not include this verse. And so they were not going to include it in their version. Yeah. But people, but people get bent out of shape over it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I personally like the um, King James version, the new international version. And I also have this one that I read a lot. It's the uh, Christian standard Bible. So I, I got I'm, a Christian. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, against, you know, the, like, the different kinds, but um, I, I've read a, a few where they just add things that that I'm just quite that I just question, you know. But you know, I I, I stick to it to what I believe is right. And yeah, I I really like the um, the NASB is the closest word for word translation Bible you're going to get. Okay. Um, the ESV, cause they have, cause when you're talking about Bible translations, you have what's called like a, it's a word for word. And then you have a thought for thought translation. Okay. And so, so that's the spectrum. The spectrum is you have word for word and thought for thought. And so, yeah. so what it is, is you have different, different scholars are trying to give you that different thing. Because if I, if I know that this word originally was cow, instead of ox what good is that going to do me if i don't understand the context of what's being yeah. said and so i prefer the e i like the a, the, the csb i really like that version but 
I I lean more toward ESV if I have to like if I have to if you have to come mm-hmm. down and you say Matt you have to get rid of all your Bibles except for one version which one are you gonna keep I'm like all right I'll keep the ESV I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah to me it's kind of weird because I when I study the Bible I like my sister had gotten me like a, what is it it's a King James version no mm-hmm. um she got me a it, yeah the King James version and that's what I use to study and then like to read to do my daily reading, I, I use the, this Christian, this Christian standard. And, um, that, that's what I used to like do my reading. And, you know, this, this is the one that makes me cry and, you know, like all that good stuff. But yeah, I I use the Christian standard to do a lot of my Bible study too, but I'm, I'm always the kind of, I'm always the guy that like, I'll get sidetracked in Bible study because I want to know, is that the original word that was in Hebrew? Yeah. And so then I whip out my interlinear Bible and I'm looking mm-hmm. at my interlinear Bible and seeing if it's the right one and all yeah. that stuff. No, that's good. That That's really good. That's, um, you're, you're actually one of the first, uh, persons that I, I met that actually does that. That's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, like I said, I'm going to have to get me one of those Bibles as well. The interlinear they're, Bibles. And, yeah. They're, they're expensive. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah. I, I got it. I got it. As it a looks Christmas expensive. <laughs> it looks expensive, but, uh, yeah. Um, going back to that question of, uh, what, what's been your hardest, you know, you mentioned people, um, <clears throat> obviously that didn't break you. So what mm-hmm. kind of things did you do to, to continue your walk? What, what kind of things did you do to block that out? you know, the negativity from people. Uh Oh, do we get disconnected? Can you hear me? I can hear you. There you go. There you go. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, um, I was asking like, obviously the, the, one of your hardest things has been people, you know, and what kind of things did you do or do you continue to do to not let that, let that affect your walk with God? Uh, if I could put it simply, it was to lean on the word, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because that's going to be like if if you're having a disagreement with somebody about scripture, because that's usually what it would come down to. Other other people will allow your difference of opinion on what scripture says to dictate whether you are a Christian or not. That's wrong. Um, and that's what would happen nine times out of ten is I would have people say, well, if you believe that, then. How can I even know that you're a Christian? It's like, well, because I believe that Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> and I believe that yeah. He died on the cross and rose again on the third day. That's how you know that I'm a Christian. Why are you, uh, you know, just because, just because I don't necessarily believe in speaking in tongues the way that it's done nowadays, you know, why does that yeah. make me? Why does that make me not a Christian? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, and so, uh, and I would have those. I would have those headbutts because there were people in my church that believed if you didn't speak in tongues, you were not saved because the baptism of the Holy Spirit did not happen for you. And so my, when I read the scripture and I read about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not always defined by the gift of speaking in tongues. Because if we read in Paul, Paul talks about that there are many gifts and that there are some gifts that are greater than other gifts. So what does that, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that sometimes when one of the things that my, um, even though I wasn't uh, following the Lord for a long time, um, before I gave my life to God, um, 
growing up in this in this Christian Pentecostal household, I was always taught to never argue with with uh, people about faith and never to to speak about pastors and to never speak about churches. And um, of course, you can have your opinion. Of course, you can say, hey, um, mm-hmm. this isn't working out for me, you know, but in a respectful way, there's there's a respectful way of doing things. And um, that's what happens with me whenever somebody wants to have a heated argument with me. I'm like, you know what? I I'm not for this. You know, I I believe this. And and if and, and if I'm wrong, God's going to change it. You know, you're nobody to do this. Yeah. So so my rebuttal to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my rebuttal to that would be, look, Jesus literally called the Pharisees, the, the, the authority in his day and age, yeah. vipers, broods yeah. of vipers, like you, you, you whitewashed tombs, you know? Yeah. And, and so like how, like the, the people that were tell are telling you, Hey, you should have respect for that person and you should treat them with honor because they are mm-hmm. an authority figure. What would they have said to Jesus if Jesus, when Jesus tells the, tells them that hey oh, yeah. you know you're you're uh, the uh, or when John the Baptist John the Baptist mm-hmm. tells them that you know uh, that the Lord is coming with a winnowing fork and He's going to yeah. separate the chaff from the wheat and the chaff will be burnt up. You are the chaff. You yeah. are the vipers. You know, or or yeah. when Paul or when Paul calls out Peter, Paul called out Peter because Peter was reject. Uh, um, he was preferring to the Jews over the Greeks. Hmm. And, and, and so uh, he would act. So what, what would happen was Peter would go behind the Jewish leaders back and go hang out with the Greeks and act like a Greek. But then when he, yeah. but then when he came back with the Jews, he, he, he would tell Greeks, Hey, you have to get circumcised. Hey, you have to follow the law. Hey, you can't yeah. eat pork. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then, so Paul would say, how dare you be a hypocrite? Paul calls Peter, Peter, who Jesus said that the that the church will be built on this rock, right? Mm-hmm. That Peter, he gave the king, keys of the kingdom over to, he calls Peter a, a hypocrite. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like I, that's you know that's that's argumentative. Yeah, I can I can agree to to that, you know. But me being fresh in the walks, I mean, because I I got I got you, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, I I do know like like a lot of believers that are very you know advanced in in serving God and and they are very strong in how they express themselves. Yeah. Um. But you know, definitely like if if I'm told to do something that I know is not right, you know, I I'll definitely be like, hey man, that's not that's not what I'm gonna do because that's not in the word. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, things like that. Yes, I will stick up for myself. And, and, you know, if I, if I see somebody doing things that they're not supposed to in the pulpit, because I'm a very strong believer in having the utmost respect in in the pulpit, you know, for, for God, you know, I, I, I see things as, you know, when we go on to a court date, we dress up, as best as we can, we try to be as presentable as we can. And, you know, I, I feel like we have to show that same respect to the the higher judge, which is God. And um, if, if I see something that isn't correct, you know, um, not at that moment, you know, I could, you know, I'm not going to be like, Hey, you're doing this wrong. You know, yeah. like, you need to get off. But after the fact, you know, I'll be like, Hey man, like, 
you know, this and this was wrong. You know, you need to fix that, you know, things yeah. like that, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, um, I mean, Paul, Paul addresses that kind of stuff too. He mm-hmm. says, you know, go to him one-on-one first. Yeah. And then if the brother doesn't want to be corrected, then take it in front of the church, you know, oh, so yeah. there is, so there is mm-hmm. that decorum, you know, that mm-hmm. we have to have as believers. But again, it, uh, when you do have those headbutting things, if you lean yeah. on the word, you can always say, so one of the ways that I would be respectful is I would say, you know, like people would tell me their opinion, you know, this is what, this is what the Bible says. Yeah. That, that was the big thing I always got. Well, this is what the Bible says. And then I would say, well, that's not what I read. Can, mm-hmm. Let's look over that together. Yeah. And a lot of them would, a lot of the time they would not want to. Yeah. And I think, and it was like, well, why don't you want to? Because if, if what you are saying is true, I want to know. Yeah. And so if what you're saying is true, let us, let us, like what Isaiah says, come, let us reason together. Yeah. Let's look over the word. And if the word, if we look at the entire context of scripture and the entire context of scripture agrees with you, I want to ag- agree with scripture. And if yeah. agreeing with scripture means I'm agreeing with you, I will concede to that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely the way to go because I've, I've been guilty myself of, of, uh, um, understanding things the way they're not supposed to be understood. And, um, but the thing with me is like, I, I look up to my, to my mom and my dad a lot of how they serve God. And, you know, I always, um, I do have like my mentor, my youth pastor and stuff. And I always take things that I question myself or if somebody says, Hey, you're, you're understanding this wrong. And I'll be like, okay, you know, like, I'm going to make I'm going to do my part, do some digging into it and and I'll ask questions and 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 sometimes I'm 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 way off but you know like I said I'm 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 in this I've been in this walk for 5 years and you know I know that I'm still a baby and I need a lot more to go but um yeah it's just um it's just a very interesting way of of like living for for God you know and and, yeah. and you really have to be focus you really have to be open-minded you know to to be able to understand god because god isn't easy to understand you know so yeah yeah uh i i think that i think that statement is true that god is not i think a a lot of people think that god is easy to understand Mm -hmm. and it's like not if you want to because you have to understand the context of scripture yeah you know if you don't understand the context of scripture then you don't understand the gospel you don't understand jesus you yeah. know and so I, I i agree with you in that aspect but yeah but yeah sometimes the best thing to do like if you really don't know then you could just say well hey man let me look into that yeah hey man and sometimes that's the best thing you can do yeah that's like i said it's it's the best way just to keep um keep the peace and and just like be because like even if we don't if we don't realize there's a lot of people out there that are looking from the outside on how we act. And if we're always having the, uh, the argumentative uh, ways and, and just uh, pointing fingers and no, this is right. You're wrong. And the other person is doing the same thing. They're going to be like, man, dude, I don't want nothing to do with that. Look at how they're, how they're arguing and stuff like that. So sometimes, sometimes we do, we, we got to have, there's got to be the one humble person, the one person that that um, 
is more like, yeah, well, humble and, 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 you know, just let God take over things and then just, just, just be an example to everybody around us. And, you know, just, just, um, I mean, although sometimes it is hard, it is hard to, 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 um, eat up a lot of words, but Hey, you know, we just got to do the best that we can. Yeah, but I think that brings us full circle back. And if you want to stop there, we can, because it's a good point to end on, is it brings us full circle back that Mm -hmm. Jesus says, you know, um, love one another. And that's how people will know that you're my disciple is the way that you love one another. And just like we said, you know, it's people are hard to deal with, man. But if we love one another, people on the outside will see that and they'll say, man, those guys are truly disciples of Christ because they love each other, even when they disagree with each other. Yeah. Amen. That's true. So, um, I've really enjoyed this interview. It's been, I I feel like we can have a very, very long conversation. We can keep going. (laughs) Yeah, I know we can. Um, turn your Bibles um, to Genesis chapter (laughs) one. Let's go. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. So it's, it's been good, you know, and what I've got from this, um, testimony that you shared is how, you know, not, not every Christian is, is, is judgy. Not every Christian, um, expects you to be on, on a top level as soon as you walk in and in the doors. And, um, I feel like you're an example of that, even listening to your, to your, uh, your podcast and stuff and, you know, just the way you go about everything and, what would you say to new believers, you know, somebody or even somebody that is thinking about going to church and um, maybe they don't want to because they've heard stories of how people judge in the church. What would you say to those uh, people? Um, don't don't let don't let people get in the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Because God, God has nothing to do with that, and right. you know, God... I mean, that's the that I mean that that's the whole, the whole reason that Jesus had to come down is because the people that were sent to to be His representatives could not stack up to the to the challenge. That's Amen. the whole reason that Jesus had to come is because the, the because the Jewish people uh, in the in the scripture, the ancient Israel people, mm. could not handle it, could not do it. Amen. Yeah. So it's. It's it's just uh, give it a shot, you know. Give God a shot, and and um, we we I I'm pretty sure my brother agrees. You know, God will not disappoint it, and that that's a promise. If you really really seek God in spirit and in truth, and you really go with a broken heart, and you really go with with the attitude that that you are willing to leave everything um, at, at God's feet, God will do His work, and and. You won't regret it because it's been it's been good for me, even though I'm fresh. But I it's 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 been great, you know, yeah. serving God. That's what it means to I mean, you, you know, we use phrases, you know, and I think that those are very internal phrases. Like when you when you surrender things at, at the feet of Jesus, what does that mean? Well, if you look at that simple statement that Paul said, if, if you're confessing that Jesus is Lord, then you are put you are placing yourself in the citizenship of heaven mm-hmm. and if you cannot abide by the rules of the citizenship of heaven you have to discard it and therefore you're laying it down amen. you are laying down your past if you can't lay down your past then Jesus is not for you amen amen yeah so my brother it's been a huge blessing once again yeah, to Definitely. have you 
And I, I hope we can maybe have a part two because I, I feel like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't say everything we, we wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, I just hope that we can get together again, and then maybe I can be featured on your podcast. And yeah, you know, I, I gotta it, get that be, thing back. I gotta yeah. get that thing going back up, man. I think the podcast you listened to was like from a year ago. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so, because I, I mean, I've just had so much stuff going on that, like, po- keeping up with a podcast is, like, the last thing on my mind. But now, but okay. now that, because I've only been a teacher for two years now, and okay. so it's like, so now that I'm in my second year, I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable, and so I'll have the winter break and summer breaks and stuff. So in those breaks, I'll be able to work on uh, yeah. more projects and podcasts and stuff. Yeah, because um, I um, on on the first podcast I heard from you, you you mentioned that that you're writing like a movie and a book mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How how is that going? Or um, I so I so I did my second draft of that movie, and mm-hmm. I'm writing a now I'm starting to write another movie. Uh, okay, and the book the book idea I'm I'm just not a novel writer like i can't write movies i can't yeah. write books so i'm I'm gonna turn that into a movie too i've okay. got like seven ideas i've got seven movie ideas and wow. uh just getting one on paper enough to where i know that it could be made is, is the challenge okay. yeah so i mean we're i'm looking forward to it i'm pres- i'm sure that our listeners are too whenever that happens um do you have any idea of where it might be or anything like that or you're just not no, right now I'm just writing it. Right now it's oh, develop. Okay. It's being developed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hopefully we we hear about it soon, and and then um, yeah, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna put some links under this uh this podcast so they can just listen to your content because one of the things that I really enjoyed on 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 the ending of your podcast is the the poem that you read, and mm. you know it's that those are those were really nice, you know. So. Yeah, yeah and that's from and that's from a Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those those kinds of things are are just nice, you know. So definitely, you know, just continue to do that, and I'm I'm looking forward to to see what the future holds for us. Yeah, man. Well, uh, so if anybody wants to uh, look at my podcast, it's mattnews.biz. Um, I also have another podcast called Scripture Suite, where it's literally just me reading scripture, and that's it. Amen. Yeah. So everybody that was listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Um, It was good conversations. And, you know, just remember that Jesus loves you and he you won't you won't regret it if you give your life to him. So everybody, God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of JR Podcast in Jesus name. Peace.